This is the Real Talk University podcast, where your hosts, Andre and Christian, explore success stories outside of the classroom. What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk University. Today we have Ahmad Granberry, also known as CEO Rashad. He's an Atlanta-based entrepreneur, and he started out way back in high school as an entrepreneur selling um, nutritional drinks. He actually sold the company, but before he did that, he got involved with rappers like Rick Ross and 50 Cent and really got his name on the map and really figured out how to start his own company. And since then, he's taken off working on Airbnbs, his own mentoring class, and various other companies. So I'm going to let Andre speak on that before we get into the episode. Yeah, he was really cool. Uh, I know him by CEO Rashad. Uh, we were connected through Instagram, and we also uh, were both at the 10X Growth Conference, which was just awesome. Learned a ton, obviously, and he'll, you know, you'll listen to what he has to say and how the 10X Growth Conference really changed his mindset on things and how he decided to take what he's doing to the next level and to level up with Instagram ads, promoting himself on social media. Uh, which has allowed him to expand his brand and also increase business for his Airbnb mentorship courses, uh, Forex trading, similar to what our past guest Elliot did, and a whole bunch of other things. So it was really cool. We were able to connect on a, a pretty good level just because of my experience with high school entrepreneurship and whatnot. Uh, so it was a cool interview. Uh, and as always, guys, if you enjoy this podcast, we are trying to get this to every college campus in the nation. So please subscribe, leave a rating, share with a friend or two. Uh, and always, guys, send your feedback. We're open to hearing all feedback, whether it be good or bad, uh, preferably bad feedback, so that we can improve the podcast and make it better for you guys. So I'd send us feedback in the comments wherever on YouTube, Instagram, Apple Music, all that kind of stuff, and uh, enjoy the episode. Subscribe to YouTube, by the way. This episode is brought to you by Audible. For you, the listeners of our podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook of your choice by signing up for a free 30-day trial. Try Audible for free and claim your free audiobook at audibletrial.com slash realtalk. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash realtalk. So for those that aren't familiar with you, could you just give a brief background of who you are, what you've done, and what you're up to now? Um, yeah, so basically, bro, I actually started entrepreneurship um, around 10th grade. I was My first company was a shoe company, so I would like buy and put different shoes. Built that company for probably about like a year, so so did my 11th grade year for about 20 or 30K. An investor bought the whole company. So that was when I was like, okay, you know, I, I like this type of stuff. It was, I built the company that I like, I, you know, I kind of built something that I like doing and, you know, sold it. So around that time period, I was getting ready to go to college. Um, started my management company. I started getting into like entertainment and stuff like that. So I um, actually signed two artists. They were kind of buzzing, you know, here in Atlanta. Started getting more serious with it because I, you know, I had money from Shopify. I used to actually own Shopify stores that I, um, built in high school, plus, you know, the money from that, because I had endorsements from, like, Rick Ross, uh, 50 Cent, so um, took money, a little money from that, invested into a management company, entertainment, and literally, like, a year later, the two artists just blown, like, just blew up on um, SoundCloud, um, so Sony, I, I had meetings with Sony, Atlantic Records, Interscope, a guy from Interscope actually came to Atlanta, wanted me to move you know, to Cali, I was still in 12th grade getting ready to, you know, graduate, so I, I couldn't do that. Um, 
two days after I graduated um, high school, I actually moved out to California, lived there for like a year and a half, did deals with Jennifer Drakes at Sony, um, Jeff Vaughn over at Atlantic Records. So I actually signed seven artists from 2015 to two, like late 2016. And so then from there, um, I was the lifestyle of like being in entertainment is just so fast, bro. It's just like, it's, it's just moving, just moving, moving so much. So it's just like, I really wanted to get back into what I love, which is like, like I said, business and just pure entrepreneurship, even though I was still, you know, pursuing what I love as far as me owning my own company or whatever. But it was just like the lifestyle having to, you know, have to make sure these were kids, bro. Like not kids, but like they were like 17, and, you know, 18. I was like 20, you know, just still trying to teach them, like, you know, do, do the right stuff to kind of keep these deals because people don't realize when you sign to a label, you still have to pay that money back at the end of the day. So all the day, yeah, they'll give you six and seven figures up front, but at the end of the day, you still have to pay that money back. So I had an artist, bro. He got, he's like 17 with like 300 K, you know, in his bank account and he never really had money. So it's just like, you know, he got around those nice cars and just going to like these celebrity parties and just all type of stuff. The lifestyle kind of changed and he was just splurging so much, bro. And, like, that was one of the things I didn't want to be responsible for, like, a lot of those things that, you know, that they had to pay back and just a lot of, you know, down the road. Because, like, right now he's going through a lawsuit with Sony. Like, I, I don't want to say the artist's name, but he's going through a lawsuit with Sony. And, you know, I, I kind of knew it would happen because, like I said, you can't go from not really having much money and then giving someone a million dollars, bro. That's why I like building. So with my companies that, I you know, I had before – I built from ground up. So when I got, you know, the higher money, I kind of knew, you know, I kind of knew what the, you know, to do with the money or like to reinvest it. Like, you know, so then from there, I, I got, I got more into like, you know, building Shopify stores. I actually moved back to Atlanta, started building Shopify stores, you know, made a little money from that. Um, I had a real estate company. So this is when I wrote and got really big. This was 2000. This was late 2017, about to be basically last year. So all last year I was working on Airbnb, doing Airbnbs, made over 50K doing Airbnbs. Um, I was working, started trading Forex. I actually started trading Forex January of last year. So this January made a year for me. I was able to make over $100,000 plus, you know, trading Forex and stocks. Um, and like I said, bro, just from there, I was just building just different companies. Maybe if I, maybe if it was a company I took, like maybe invested a thousand and built this like 6,000 and maybe sell it for 10,000. You know, I was working with different social media, um, you know, brands and stuff. So yeah, bro, that's a little bit about me. And then like I said, now I, after 10X, bro, it just opened my eyes to a, like a, a way bigger vision than, you know, what it is. So I don't know if you guys were already following me or just kind of seeing the type of things I was doing before to next. I was literally at like 15K followers, bro. And, you know, I was getting some consistent stuff. The day I came back from 10X, I posted a post with Grant Cadone and I tagged um, Ty Lopez. He actually like, you know how you um you can put something on Instagram and then like, like, like they can repost it? Yeah. Dude, he, he reposted it and I literally got like 5,000 followers within like two hours. So what I did was, bro, I started running ads. So I have like like six different ads just running on Instagram right now, like six different ads. And like, I'm literally about to hit like 50K, bro. My my, my account's getting like 100,000 people seeing it per day. Um, I already sold like 212 um, of my, I have an Airbnb course that I'm currently finishing. I already sold like two, pre-registered 212 people. I have like two or 300 people still to DM. So it's like, 
Bro, I feel like as an entrepreneur or anybody just, you know, that does business or anything, 10X, that event, a lot of people here in Atlanta, they thought that event was just for like, you know, real estate people. But like I said, I'm not, I'm in, I'm in real estate on like the Airbnb side, but not really like the fix and flips where I really want to be. I want to buy, you know, commercial properties, like basically what Grant does. But I feel like anybody that wants to pursue like entrepreneurship or just, um, even just networking with different people, bro. Like that, those type of events are the best events. Cause I, I'm not gonna lie. That event changed my life a lot. Like a lot of, I just really like within a week or two, just, you know, skyrocketed a lot of things, bro. Yeah. It's amazing. It just, the way your mind works. Um, and then, like you said, obviously money follows attention. So just growing a social media and getting, you know, a consistent following is absolutely huge, especially right. to your businesses. I just want to ask real quick before Christian jumps in, what exactly, like, what your sneaker business was when you were in high school? Because I actually started uh, something in the sneaker Twitter world, uh, like an ad to cart service business in high school as well, uh, and had some experience with that. So I was just interested in what you were doing. Okay, so basically, um, I actually started that in 10th grade. It wasn't a company at first, but then, I, you know, I kind of put it together. And, you know, it was called the Backpack. So basically my dad would invest in me. So he'll give me maybe like each, you know, each shoe release, like when Jordans would come out or Nikes or like Yeezys, when they were like really popping where like you couldn't even go to the store and, you know, get shoes. I, my dad would maybe give me like six or seven K. I'll hire some friends and, you know, go out and camp out with me. I would literally buy like 10, at least at minimum 10, Sometimes up to 20 pairs of shoes, literally, bro. I would have literally the first, like, 20, 30 people in line would be, you know, there trying to get shoes from me. So I would get, like, literally the best Jordans that were about to, you know, I knew for sure they were going to sell out. I would get all, I would buy as much as I could with that money, resell them on, on my website, eBay, um, just all different, you know, um, shoe stores. And I also had a guy, a friend back then who um, owned a shoe bot. So if I couldn't get them in stores, I would try to get like those. If I needed to use a shoe bot, that means the shoe was very, very popular. So I probably wouldn't even be able to get like no more than like five or six pair. But literally think about um, when the Red October Yeezys came out. You can get them for like $300, bro. Those go for like nowadays, like six or seven K. So that's kind of the type of things I, were do I was doing. So like, for example, I was, I'll maybe get a Jordan at retail for like $175. Um, if I wanted to like just get it gone like that same day or just that same week, I would re just resell it for like 300 bucks, bro. So that that's more than 50, you know what I'm saying? That's more than, you know, 50% return. So that's, that's kind of what I was, you know, what I was doing. Dude, that's actually so cool because I actually did like the same thing when I was in high school. And it's actually crazy to look at because like the sneaker game now is so saturated, but like there was so much opportunity like three, four years ago. And I did the same thing. Like I went to my dad and told him there's an opportunity here. I don't have money to invest, but give me like the first few hundred dollars for the first shoes. Let me flip them. I'll pay you right back. And then I generated some money to take and go and reinvest in the shoes. And then it was full profit from there on. Uh, and like I had sneaker bots, like we'd go, we'd camp out at local stores. So that's actually sweet that you did that. I'm going to let Christian. Yeah. Did you actually here. get your hands on a pair of Red Octobers? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, in my lifetime, I had three pair of Red Octobers, bro. That was my... I would, yeah, yeah, those are probably about the second or third of my most expensive shoes that I've ever sold. Did you ever wear them? No. No? <laughs> no. Sure All right, so back to the music part. Like, how did you get people like Rick Ross to get involved with you? Yo, it's crazy because um, 
as I was promoting my drink, I had a commercial. Uh, the guy who actually shot my commercial works for Cartoon Network. So the commercial was doing pretty good. Um, had it all over YouTube, ran some ads on it. This is where I didn't really know about ads. So I actually like hired a whole branding company. Well, my parents helped me. I was still young. I actually started that company when I was in 10th grade. Sold it when I was in 12th. Took four years to really kind of build it. Rick Ross actually invited me. I was um, maybe like 16 at the time. He invited me to, he has a thing here in Atlanta um, every year called MMG Weekend, which is the biggest pool party in Atlanta. He invited me, my dad went with me, and he, you know, I was just showing him the drink and stuff, and he's just like, really like, you know, he just wanted to get, he actually wanted to invest into it. The thing was, I knew that company would take like two or three million dollars to really, you know, go where it needed to go. So I was kind of just like branding it and putting it together. I knew in my head that I, I didn't have the, the, the funds or the sources like right then to really take it to the next level. Um, I had it in a few, a few stores like around, but I knew that I would need like a big, big budget to really take it. So I just wanted to just build the awareness, build just the whole brand. And I knew eventually I was going to sell it. So, um, yeah, he got behind it once, um, um, Rick Ross got behind it and a lot of people like once he posted it a lot of people started seeing it I like bro in Atlanta the drink like people were commenting to me asking me when is it coming out blah 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 two months later 50 cent I don't think he knew how old I was I get a, a thing in my my mom showed me I came home from school one day um, I don't know if you guys know his liquor effing vodka I, I get it I get like a, a whole case of effing I actually have one <laughs> I actually have one in my condo here. I got a, I get a whole case. I'm like 16, 17 at the time. A whole case of effing vodka with a letter for 50 cent saying that he wants to work, you know, with my company. He signs each and one of them with his name. And then, like I said, the letter had my name and stuff on it. So um, from there, he flew me and like, I, I po actually posted the Instagram, a picture of it today on Instagram. He posted, he flew me, my dad and three of my friends out to an event that he was having in Tennessee. So he kind of, you know, helped me with more branding. And like, these were just some of the bigger people that got behind it, bro. It was way, it was a lot of more like influencers. And I don't know if you guys know, like, Bo Vicky. Um, I actually knew her. I went to high school with her before she actually blew up. She was actually like a real close friend of mine that helped me, you know, kind of promote that before she actually blew, blew, blew up. But it was, it was a lot of people that was actually behind that movement, bro. Like my whole high school, I used to bring like cases of them, like just, just freaking cases to school, man. <laughs> what was your drink? I don't know if you talked about that. Um, I was called Corgato Energy Drinks. Yeah. Where'd you, where'd you get the idea for that? Um, to be honest, one of my friends, he, he's actually an R&B singer. He's actually signed to Sony. He gave me the name because I, I literally, like, I knew I wanted to do a drink. I had so many different, you know, names for it. And I had, um, like, mock-ups and just you know, all type of things. I actually networked, it, networked with someone that was from India that actually designed my whole bottle. And it was just like, the, the bottle was crazy. Like, even the commercial, I'll, I'll send you after the recording, I'll send you guys the, um, the link to it. Um, it's on YouTube still. And the commercial is just like, you, you can tell someone that works at like Cartoon Network or just like somewhere that, you know, kind of did it. It was a pretty big budget for the commercial as well. That's far. Yeah, so can is it still out or is it? discontinued um is discontinued the thing is the guy i actually still talk to the guy who bought it the guy who bought it is actually going to like revamp it he's still going to do corgato but he's like he's like it's been like two years now but he's like revamping it he's getting some of the flavors like um i, I had him copyrighted but he's trying to like you know edit you know kind of do the flavors to where it's like 
him because I was working with a, um, a manufacturer in Vietnam. So we, we had FDA approvals, bro. That took like a year to get. We had, you know, all the stuff, but he's just like revamping it and doing a lot of things for it. He had, you know, he has the money to really, like I said, do what I wanted to do with it, but he's just trying to do it the correct way. That's dude, awesome. dude, so what was it like? So when did you sell it to him? Um, this was my senior, so it's been it's going on like three years. Like, um, it's, I, this happened like the end of 2015, so like two, it's going on like three years, yeah. So you're in high school still, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, what was it like, like selling a company in high school, and like, what did this guy think of buying a company from like a senior in high school? See, that's the thing, bro. Um, he actually didn't know. He didn't know who he was talking to at first. And I was just, oh, uh, like I said, I was just very, very educated. We he set up a meeting. He flew down here because he's from Taiwan. He flew down here um, from Taiwan, met with me, my dad, and we had uh, my dad's lawyer, and then you know I had a lawyer as well. And dude, literally, when he when we walked in the room, he thought my dad was the owner. And then when, like I said, <laughs> once he met, once he actually met me, he was just like amazed, like super amazed. And that's what I'm saying, like. Getting paid like thirty to forty thousand dollars in high school, bro, that was like a like the biggest accomplishment of my life. And I just was like, you know, I, that's when I really wanted to be a true entrepreneur because it was like to know that I can build something that I really love and you know to sell it, or even if I would have just sold them a percentage of it, or you know, you know, something like that. It's just like knowing that you can make in one day with someone. It takes somebody like a year to make that. That that's what I really love about entrepreneurship is that you can do something one time that can pay you for the rest of your life. So honestly, I you know, exactly. Honestly, I could, I could have just gave him a percentage of that company and had that company and maybe he blows it up or sells it to Pepsi or anybody. And I, that could have been a, you know, residual for me for the rest of my life. Right. Definitely a learning lesson there. But what did you like, how did you think to make the drink? Like, were you sitting in your garage, like putting stuff together, like in the kitchen or were you like sending it off to a manufacturer to like test out flavors? All right. So the crazy thing is my uncle, um, he actually own, owns a, I think his company is worth like $15 million here. So um, milk, it's a milk here, milk company out here in um, Atlanta. And he actually um, referred me to a manufacturer that does like milk, juices, carbonated drinks, and just all type of things. I'm just like, I remember helping him do some um, some stuff for it at an orphanage one year near Christmas, and he he'll take like a um, hundred thousand you know carts of milk there and don't just donate it. So I remember just helping him unload because he you know even though he's a CEO, he did he, he did stuff like the, as, as the employees would do as well, you know, giving back, and it just kind of like taking those things off the off the truck and you know taking it in and just for him to know that's his brand it was just it was it, was, it just hit me kind of like so i he like i said he gave me the manufacturer and i just started talking to them and bro they would send me like 10 different flavors i would you know tell them stuff we would do skypes all night after like when i get home from school because you know like when it's nighttime here in the usa it's daytime so i would have to stay up like two or three in the morning just to talk to them you know when it's their time and bro, they would just, like I said, they would just send me like different samples and, you know, all types of stuff. I actually had a, a, a 100% natural um, flavor, which was called honey ginger, that like people that don't drink energy drinks, that's like 40, 50, 60, bro, they loved it. They loved it. So it was just like different flavors that I like. Our main flavor was pineapple. But like I said, the, the honey ginger was more um, targeted, like older people, you know, stuff like that. And like I said, they loved it. So um it took me about 
six months to really get the flavors that I really wanted to, you know, go with. I, I had some real nasty flavors, some real good ones. And like I said, some of the real good ones had just too much sugar and it's just all type of different things. So it took a while to really get the, the correct flavor that I wanted to go with. That's, That's awesome. Sweet. Yeah. So like, obviously you found uh, companies in high school. Um, I did something similar, but what was it like for you? Like with your friends and teachers, like, did they know about it? Did you kind of keep it like private uh, like, how do you handle that? All right, so my friends, literally all my friends knew because I always had them doing something. Um, like I said, <laughs> the guy I signed over to Sony, he was one of my best friends. He's, he's still my friend to this day. Um, yeah, I mean, everybody knew. My, my teachers knew I was going to be successful. I actually went to a school where you couldn't really bring technology. But, bro, I, the only thing I ever got in trouble for school was for is bringing my laptop. I had, listen, I had to bring my laptop. I needed my laptop. So I would get, yeah, I would like get kicked out of class and stuff just, you know, for pulling out my laptop or being on my phone, checking Shopify orders that, you know, just came in and just all type of little petty, you know, petty stuff. Yeah. And, yep. like, like I said, all my teachers who talked to me, they, they, they knew that I was, you know, going to, you know, be successful. I actually um, still talk to one of my teachers because he was one of the one of my mentors at the time as well. Um, like I said, I, I was never like a troubled kid that, you know, that troubled in high school was just mostly like just business, bro. Like I was trying to mix school with business and just, bro, my ambition was just so high. It was just so high. So, um, yeah, yeah, that was that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So like a lot of people out there that are in high school or college or whatever, they're probably thinking like, how the hell are you managing schoolwork and a business? So like, did you learn anything through that process that helped you to balance your time? I'm not going to lie to you, bro. Um, I went to, went to college for, for a year, dropped out. First year of college, I, I just knew me personally. I just couldn't, I couldn't manage both, bro. I had a full ride scholarship and everything um, to Georgia Southern, but I just couldn't, I, I don't know what, it was like, it was like I would do my work, I would, you know, do everything, but I would be up all night working on my business and just trying to make sure everything was good that I wouldn't go to class or like, you know, I would go take a test, you know, at class and I would just hurry up and try to, it was just, I was, to be honest, my mom was on my business. Like I, I couldn't focus on both. And I was, I mean, I was in school getting a business degree anyway. So I would rather invest in some mentors and people help me, which I'm doing now and just going, you know, that route. Cause I feel like honestly, depending on what you want to be in life, college might not be needed. Um, you know, of course like doctors and judges and you know, stuff like that, they need college, but I just feel like the stuff my business teacher was teaching me, I, I was learning myself because I, I was reading books. I was, you know, doing all type of different courses and this all other type of things. It was just like, I felt like I was wasting my time, honestly. Yeah. And I yeah. think the biggest problem with like the curriculum in college is that they're trying to teach you things that like techniques and, you know, things that were done 10 years ago. And obviously like we all know, like things are changing every day. And I think the most important thing that can be taught in business is just like, personal development and that's the one thing that they don't teach so yeah so with some of your earlier companies did you experience any failures along the way oh yeah of course bro i've invested a lot of money into different companies that just didn't work out you know a lot of companies that and like i said they just didn't work out you know to where i wanted to be like i said my my drink company was actually failing for a while i was my dad was you know helping me put a lot of money into it and just do all type of different things 
and they just weren't working out. And, and I was, there was a lot of times where I just wanted to give up. Like, I just wanted to say, you know, this isn't for me. And then, like I said, I'm glad, like I said, when I got that investor, I was glad that I didn't give up. Like, it was, it was a lot, it was a lot of things. Like I said, as far as the music as well, like, at first, when I first was investing into it, I was losing thousands. And this is when I had over six figures already, bro. I, I took over 30, 40,000 investing into artists, studio time, traveling, making his image look good, just all this type of, you know, different stuff. And it just wasn't working out. Like, I have a lot of, you know, other companies as well that just, you know, were not doing what I wanted them to do. So it's, it's, it's a lot within business, bro. Yes. Um, so like for, sorry, go sorry. ahead. Another thing is, I just feel like as far as business, you can't like, um, you can't give up and you got to focus on one thing. See, the thing, with me, the thing with me, I was trying to, I was trying to build so many companies at one time. Um, I was, I was doing like three or four companies at one time, just trying to, you know, get them to six figures. And so once they all hit six figures, I, all my companies are worth four figures, but I figured out last year, actually working on one thing at one time. Bro, it's so much easier to build it from ground up because once that, you know, that's up, you can have someone manage that and then, you know, just start building another company. So that's one of the things that kind of helped me, like, you know, kind of be successful. Yeah, that's definitely what we're trying to do with our podcast. I mean, once we get this going and getting a lot of momentum, we're going to try to branch off into other stuff. But how do you try to, like, keep a positive mindset? Because obviously, like you said, things were failing. You wanted to give up, but you pushed through and then it ended up working out. So, Dude, if I could tell you how many times I just wanted to say just – just I, I can't do this anymore. I was gonna go back to college, and I I was just thinking of other careers I wanted to do, other things I wanted to do, and it's just like I said, bro. I was a young kid in high school, made my first six figures in high school, and it was it felt like I literally went from six figures to zero in two years, bro. I lost, I, I invested all that money into dumb stuff. I lost all that money, and. Bro, it's just like I, I wanted to give up. Like literally, I went, I was telling my boy Sunil, he's one, of, he's like a good trader that you know that I work with. Like when I was working in entertainment, I, I literally wanted to give up because I was investing all my money into just things that weren't working. You feel me? And like I was telling you about the um the one artist, like he got three hundred thousand dollars up front. His whole deal was like seven hundred thousand. Literally splurged that, bro. Like just splurged it within you know a couple, not even not even like six months. So as far as, like I said, giving up on business, I would say focus on one thing at one time and then go from there. Like, don't try to, don't, don't try to do what I did and, you know, try to focus on three or four things because it, it won't work at all. Like, it literally won't work. Yeah. Know? And I also think this, like, like you said, like people that have gone from nothing to like, just, you know, having some money in their hands and just not being used to that kind of stuff, like money management is like vital. So well, that's like, thing, that's an, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. I, I just laid it into your answer here. That's another thing for me. So in high school, like you got to think about it. I was like 17, 16. I had a lot of money, bro. I was buying like Louis Gucci, just all type of dumb stuff that like nowadays, bro, it doesn't even matter to me. Like I, may, I might go pick up one or two things, you know, here and there. But I'm telling you, like in high school, I'll, I'll probably spend like three or four thousand a week just on, you know, dumb stuff bro and it's just like my my whole mindset changed bro from a yeah for sure yeah so how has building a network of people helped you out with like mentorship obviously and support that kind of thing um i feel like every successful person has to have a mentor like you have to have a mentor there's no way you can get to where even the biggest of the biggest have mentors so like i've had multiple mentors over the years and i have mentors now and i just think 
me having a mentor actually helped me with money management because they will tell you when you, you're doing dumb stuff. Like I said, one of my boys, Sunil, he's, you know, he, like, even though he's my boy, he tells me, like, back in the day, I had friends that were like, I'll say, hey, bro, should I go cop this car? And they'll be like, yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll, like, yeah, like, he'll actually tell me, why, why do you need the car? You have a car. Or, you know, things that, that will, like, like, make me sit back and, like, think, like, Okay, you're right. Cause like last year I was gonna go get an I eight. I hit him up I'm like, bro, should I get it? Like, should? he was like, why, bro? You have a car. You know, build your build your your worth. Build your you know what I'm saying. Just build your money or just build you know what you gotta do. You already have, why buy something when you already have it? Yeah. So I, yeah. even when I was living in L A, I told him about the time where I um I leased the I eight for like two months. He was like, and I told him how much I spent. He was like, bro, that was the dumbest thing you ever did. <laughs> Yeah, I think we, we all just need someone in, in our life to, like, hold us accountable right. for decisions yeah. like that. So, like, for people wondering out there, that they like, where do I find a mentor? Like, is like, do you find them online? Do you go to, like, networking events? Like, what's the best way to find a mentor? Um, the best way I would say is definitely going to network events. Find somebody that you're comfortable with. You can't just meet somebody and say, oh, I want you to be my mentor. You have to, you know, go get lunch with them, go get dinner, connect with them, kind of understand, you know, and you got you to gotta get somebody that's kind of doing the same type of things you're doing. Like, I couldn't, I, even though I do like Airbnbs, I don't think I could go get a real estate mentor because they're going to, they're going to, you know, do, they're going to try to mentor me more into real estate. So, um, depending on what you do, you're going to want to find somebody that does the same type of things that, you know, that you do, definitely. Awesome. Uh, so we're just going to shift gears real quick here back to music. So obviously like the music industry has played a big role in your life so far. Uh, so like, what was like your favorite aspect of working in the music industry and working with these up and coming artists? Um, bro, definitely just going, just seeing like the growth from like, like ground level to actually seeing the growth from the top. Um, definitely the parties, a lot of the, you know, celebrity parties. Yeah. Just um, yeah, that's pretty much it, bro. Just kind of like just seeing that growth from bottom and to the, you know, to the top, even though they make dumb decisions as far as money wise, but just seeing like, you know, where they were to where, where they're at now. Yeah. Definitely. How, how was that a uh, MMG party with Rick Ross, that pool party at 16? That must've been like insane. Dude, it was lit. Like I literally met so many, like so many influencers there. Just so many, bro. Like imagine just like a whole lot of celebrities that you see on the internet just in wow. one place. Who was there, like, besides Rick? Like, Meek Mill, that kind of? Oh, yeah, Meek Mill, uh, Fabulous, just, bro, like, any, like, um, with their Soldier Boy, and this is when, like, you know, Soldier Boy kind of went down a little bit, but he was still, like, you know, everybody knows Soldier Boy at the end of the day. It was, a, bro, it was literally a lot of people there, just uh, Instagram models, um, it's all type of people, bro. Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> so, um... Like, obviously, you've worked with young people just getting started in the music industry. So from what you've seen with the people that ended up being successful, what's the, like, some good tips for someone that's just getting started as an artist uh, to gain exposure and to, you know, make it to where they want to be? Um, definitely do not sign any paper without a good lawyer. Don't sign anything without a good lawyer. Um, I'll tell you, that's the first, that's the first mess up of a lot of new artists. Um, invest in yourself. Don't, don't try to get money so quickly. Like invest in yourself, build your network, build your, you know, market. Do, do a lot of stuff yourself and then go to a label. Because honestly, a lot of people go straight to a label and then 
months later you start you start hearing like oh, I hate this contract or oh, I hate this label or you know just if stuff so I just feel like a lot of people if you can find an investor that really just invest you really don't need the label bro you get more money just being independent honestly yeah I've always wondered like why do people sign with labels if you're popping on SoundCloud and like getting a ton of listens on Apple Music or whatever what is the point of having a label um, the biggest thing of like why people do sign with labels is more exposure, literally just more exposure and more, you know, network of people. There are people that's blown up that still aren't signed to labels. You might think they're signed to labels, but they're either like independent and they, or they just have a really, really strong um, management company. Yeah. So gotcha. how about in terms of like putting out new music and content, like when you're first starting, like what's the importance behind that? And like any, any tips as well? Um, so you just got to be consistent, just like with any other, you know, anything, people that do branding or just social media, you have to be, or YouTube, you have to be consistent. So as an artist, you can't put out one song one week and then maybe, you know, wait three or four months. You got to maybe, especially for a new artist, like a big artist, yeah, of course they can do that. But like a new artist, you just got to be consistent. You got to do shows. You got to show your face. Um, so with my artists, I was always making sure they're, you know, at least a different state, you know, once a month or just we're traveling or just you know, doing a lot of stuff. So as like independent, you're, you are going to spend a lot of money, but would you rather spend your money and not owe anybody or take 300, 400, $500,000 from a label and owe them at the end of the day if you don't pop? Dude, that's so yeah. true. That's crazy. Yeah, so who are you associated with nowadays? As far as? Like managing? Do you manage? Nah, I, I still have all the connections, so I still talk to Tim Glover at Interscope. I still talk to um, Jennifer Drakes at Sony. I still, like I said, I still talk to these people as a friend, you know, friends, or these are the ones that they are high ranked at labels that kind of helped me with, um, you know, the music industry and taking me to the right places. Like I said, when I was 17, Tim Glover flew to um, out here just to meet me, you know, for one of my artists. So it's not like I don't like the music industry because, of course, I would you know, later down the road, I want to do something in entertainment, but I don't think that I would like do anything to where like, to where I was doing before. I, I wouldn't want to put my own money. I would want to do something to where like I'm, you know, branding or doing something like that. I would never do what I was doing before as far as like management. It's For me personally, it, it isn't worth it. I, like I said, I still have those, those connections and those people already. So yeah, I definitely wouldn't do it anymore. Right. All right, so we're going to shift gears again into Forex this time. So how did you get involved into Forex? Um, bro, I actually, um, how did I get involved into Forex? IML, iMarkets Live. I was in IML, and then I quit, and I wanted to, you know, start trading myself. And I actually met a pretty, like, dope trader here in Atlanta, Sunil. And I just was in his mentorship, and I started just taking his, um, his course or whatever. And then, to be honest, bro, I quit trading for, like, two months because I lost like 30K in two months, bro. Like, cause I was, the way I traded was just so risky. I would, I would use like big, big lots and just, just dumb stuff, bro. So I, I stopped trading for a while. And then um, last year around like October, I started back trading. The, the first month I came back trading, I made $40,000 my first month, like just off of, you know, different trades. And then, like I said, from since then, I've been seeing a lot of success with Forex. So what strategies yeah, do you use to be? I lost a lot of money up front, you know, with Forex. Yeah, I think that's so common, too, among, like, popular traders anyways. Uh, just, like, learning how to effectively use risk management and stuff like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah so what? Um, you guys, like, like I said, when I first started, I was, I was losing a lot of money. My mentor would tell me, like, I would be in like dumb trades, or I would like use like maybe like ten lots, you know, on a on a trade. Like, just crazy, bro. I was just like one of the flip accounts and stuff. He's just like, bro, it's so stupid. I would blow accounts, and he's like, bro, just build it up. It was better. It's better when you build, you know. Like I said, when you build from the ground up, you make a lot more money than just trying to, just trying to. Um, Flip accounts real bad. I would, I would I would fund like 10k and just try to flip it to 20k in a week and do 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 different stuff like that. So I would definitely say use risk management. Yeah. So what strategies do you use when you're looking at the charts now? Um, me like I said, I'm still learning. So I'm like I said, I'm in a company called Road to Blues. But as far as like looking at the charts, I I kind of take a lot of um, my mentor's signals as far as you know as what he's doing. But I'm still like I said, still learning myself. A lot of you know a lot of the trades and stuff like that. So. Definitely. I think it's huge if you have someone that is already good at it to use their signals. Yeah, and make yeah, money like while he's, you learn. he's real good. It's forced to a lot of the stuff that, you know, the way he trades or whatever. So, um, yeah, definitely something, I, like I say, if you want to start trading, don't over leverage because that's what I was doing a lot. Yeah. Just doing, like I said, entering dumb stuff. Yeah, and then emotions play in too. Like when you're down, you want to like try to gamble on yourself to get back to even or when you're up, you want to keep riding the profits, but you just have to like what you were saying, just take your uh, take your losses and keep your risk at a minimum. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so we have just a few more questions here. Uh, if you just want to talk about your recent success on social media, I know social media plays into a lot of online businesses today. So how have you used social media to, you know, contribute to the success of your businesses now? Me personally? Yeah, yep. Um, so like I said, bro, I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing an Airbnb course right now. And like literally at the 10X, like my Instagram has been going like super crazy, bro. Like I started running ads like a day after I left 10X. Uh, my boy, he's real good at ads. So he started helping me with ads. I've put, been just putting out good content every day. And I grew like 20, 25,000 followers since, you know, since 10X. Bro, like I was telling you earlier, I've had over 200 people that's trying to get my Airbnb course that's already pre-registered, and I already have I have like another 200 people that I still have to DM that's trying you know trying to get in the course. So I feel like as far as people that you know build these different courses, as far as like Shopify, Forex, just different things, branding, content, and just social media itself is something that you're gonna want to like you know put together or like kind of build to bring in those other audience that because I mean even though people do run ads for their courses actually having that appearance that social media appearance helps a lot yeah for yeah sure, for what's sure. the best way to run ads obviously you said your friend is really good at it so like what do you learn from him um me personally we did a shop me me him and my um, mentor I was telling you about Sunil we did a Shopify store last year um in two months bro we did like 150k he, um, like I said, he's a beast at ads. He, he does just Facebook ads, so everything is just straight through Facebook, only Facebook ads. Dope. Awesome. What goes into starting a Shopify store? Um, starting, um, it, it just depends on your budget. So, I mean, you can, you can literally start a Shopify store with like $500, you know, a $500 ad spend. So, it just depends on what you want to spend as being, you know, as far as the Shopify, but it, it can go. We started with like maybe, I think, like 30K. We, we spent like 30K in ads and literally just scale, you know, you start small and then you go big. So you just scale the store from um, the top up. It's awesome. Anything you want to add or should we just? Yeah. So we just got two more questions here. They're just kind of 
uh, like general theme topics. So what does success in general mean to you? Uh, so like looking back at your career, maybe in a few years, what would you, you know, identify as being a successful career? Um, bro, to me personally, success is not even just money. Success is just, the, you know, being able to do what you want, you know, when you want. Like I said in my video, however you want. Um, and like I said, being able to take care of your family, just, you know, just living the life that you want to live. Like what success means to me could be something totally different to you, you know, or to the next guy or, the you know, the next person. So it just depends on what what your goals are and how do you want to live. Like maybe maybe I, my success could be living in the mansion in Beverly Hills or something like that. But somebody else's success can be living in a, in a nice condo or a nice apartment, you know, in Atlanta. It just depends on, you know, what your goals are and if you are, are you achieving those goals? Are you doing the right things to, you know, um, get those goals finished that see me personally, I want my success to start young so I can start. I really want to be a billionaire so I can help. I want to help a thousand people in my lifetime. Not, and I don't mean just help to where they're, they're, um, you know, to where I'm just like helping them, giving them resources. I actually want to like help them hardcore, just, you know, help a thousand people in my lifetime. So like I said, it just depends on what your goals are as far as what success would mean to you. Yeah. And that's like awesome. a, that's a big why. And so it's like an amazing why just <clears throat> wanting to do everything you're doing now in effort to help a thousand people in the long run, which is really cool. So like having like a reason behind what you're doing definitely helps to get to where you want to be. Yeah. Yep. yep. All right. We're just going to wrap up with a lightning round quick. We're just going to ask a few questions that you can just rapidly answer. You don't have to give a ton of explanation. Oh. So first, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? Stop. <laughs> Stop. I was doing stupid stuff, bro. Like, I was just spending dumb – like I was telling you earlier, just spending dumb money. I would – honestly, what I would tell my 18-year-old self, when I leave the house, leave my wallet there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's huge. All right, two, what's the best advice you've ever received and also what's the worst? Um, The best advice I ever received was – um. To always put yourself first and follow your dreams, bro, because somebody will tell you to do not, you know, to not do something and then you can end up missing a chance of a lifetime. You not understand that I wasn't going to go to 10x. And a lot of things would have still just been, you know, the same, you know, even though I was doing good, I just felt like after 10x, bro, I was just so pumped up. I was just, you know, like I said, I was just so, I don't know what it was, bro. And then you said, what was the other question? What's the worst advice? Um, worst advice? get it and when i was shopping when i was doing <laughs> get it people saying get it <laughs> yeah all right so on the topic of shopping what's the best purchase you made that was a hundred dollars or less hundred dollars or less mm. a pair of gucci socks i guess <laughs> gotta, awesome. flex, gotta flex the socks all right last one what would you put on a billboard for the whole world to see like what message <laughs> what message Let's see what message would it be like a slogan yeah, yeah like something a that you would want the world to something okay. like that yeah. um something like go get it your dreams are waiting on you or something like that like in just all bold letters go get it your dreams are waiting on you that's dope that's dope well do we really appreciate the time that was really fun man nah yeah definitely bro I, like i said i appreciate the things you guys are doing bro you guys are the podcast is pretty dope thanks bro
Hey guys, show some love for the Real Talk University podcast by subscribing and leaving a review on the Apple Podcast app. See you all next week.